The following program is sponsored by Prayers Heard in Heaven. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another that we may be healed and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. God is releasing a new spiritual anointing upon the church. He is raising up mighty intercessors to intervene through prayer. The church today has never seen such intercessors like this. These mighty ones of God will uproot, pull down, and destroy. They will overthrow wickedness in high places. Not only will they destroy, they will build up and plant. They will cry out to the Lord where they see sin, and they will weep and cry for the nation and the nation's of the world. I will be led today to say something that will alter your entire life. If you apply it, you will soar spiritually. The title of today's message is The Power is Yours. Let's pray. Oh, Holy Spirit, we invite you today to be in our midst. Oh, Father, the one and true living God, may your anointing by the power of the Holy Ghost fall upon your people. As a dove ascends from heaven, may your spirit fall like rain, fall and rest upon us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Jeremiah was 20 years old when he was called by God to be a prophet. He prophesied under the reign of five kings. But during the reign of the last king of Judah, terror struck. Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, takes away thousands of people to captivity, including the king and the royal family of Judah. The eyes of Jeremiah's understanding were open, and he received magnificent revelation from the Lord. Jeremiah was a man that was chosen by God to be a prophet. He had a glorious encounter with the Lord. It was truly amazing. The Bible says this, Jeremiah 1, 9 to 10, Then the Lord stretched out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth, See today, I appoint you over nations and kingdoms to uproot, tear down, to destroy, overthrow, to build, and to plant. God stretched out his hand and touched his mouth and spoke to him. He said, you will root out, pull down, to destroy, throw down, to build, and to plant. Are you with me today? God gave Jeremiah in the Old Testament of the Bible, jurisdictional authority through prayer. And that's what he wants to do for you today. This is not some weak little message. This is a strong, powerful word from the Lord because he's talking to those who walk in great authority and they don't know how powerful they truly are. But I'm going to show you how to walk in your jurisdictional authority. There may be something that's holding you back There is a key to power, and I want to share with you today in the latter part of this message. 
God is looking for arbitrators, negotiators, intercessors. What I am saying is he's looking for those who will intervene on behalf of others and use their jurisdictional authority through prayer. Second Chronicles 2.16, the eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Oh, you can change the circumstances in your home, in your workplace, in your community, in your nation. God is looking for you. John 4, 23, but the hour is coming and is now here when true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth for the father is seeking such people to worship him. He's seeking them. The father is looking for those who will worship him that way. Second Chronicles 16, 9, the eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. His eyes were searching the whole earth. He's looking for you. He's searching among the body of Christ because what he needs, he can't find in the world. He's looking for the heart that's committed to him. Jeremiah's prayer brought reclamation to the land. Jeremiah interceded for them. And even though God still punished the people, he did not leave them. God promised them, even though they were going into captivity into Babylon, that he would bring them back to their land and that he would restore his people and their land. Jeremiah interceded for the people. He cried out to God on behalf of their sins. That's who God is looking for today. Someone that will do the same for their nation. Jeremiah intervened before God, fasting and weeping for his people. He loved his people. If we are consistent in prayer, God will intervene on behalf of those whom we are praying for, and he will be there when he is needed. I want to share something with you today. And I know you heard me talk about one of my sons in high school. He owned the word rebellion. Oh, he had a corner on the word. I'm telling you, I think it was placed in the dictionary in the English language just for this kid. When he was young, before rebellion He coined the phrase, the mischief one. When he was older, he traded the mischief one for rebellion. I did everything I could do. We read the Bible at home. We prayed constantly, studied the word of God with the children. My husband was right there being a father and helping and assisting with the kids. But it seemed nothing was stopping him. But in reality, God was fighting my battles for me. I was just too young to understand God was amazing and answering my prayers. I stayed on my knees for my children and God's angels stayed on their job. My son was at school one day and at this point he was in elementary school and it was recess. And just before morning recess, mischief struck him and his friend obviously over the head. According to him, the idea was actually engineered by his friend. Well, they had what they thought was a great idea. My son said his friend suggested that they sneak to the store next door to the school at recess. Well, when recess came, my son was in total agreement with the plan to sneak away, run to the store next door and get candy and return to the playground without the teachers ever knowing what happened. I'm sure they both nodded in agreement with big smiles about their mischief plan. The kids from a few classes were outside playing and my son and his friends snuck over to the edge of the playground. 
You see, there was this big hole in the fence and the fence surrounded the area and where this hole was. They knew right where this hole was. But the teachers also knew where the hole in the fence was. So the teachers had the kids all outside and they're all playing and everything's going well. Well, these two snuck away across the playground. And when they got free, they began to run across the grass to the fence. My son said they finally got to the fence. He said it was so exciting to escape and run to the store and get the goods using their lunch money to buy this candy. Right. So they stood by the hole in the fence. And my son's friend said, you go first. My son said, no, no. You, you go ahead, you go. So his friend slipped through the hole in the fence and he waited on the other side for my son to come through. So my son looked back and no teacher was watching. He said the coast was clear. It was his turn. And just as he was about to go through the hole in the fence, he said all of a sudden his friend said, come on, come on, man, hurry up. We won't get caught. And at this time, my son said he hesitated. He said, no, no, you know what? We might get in a bunch of trouble This might not be so good. His friend said, no, no, come on, jump, jump through the hole. We're going to go do this. I do this all the time. I never get caught. He said, mother, at that very moment, I heard a voice and it said, there's always the first time. (laughs) He said it was a lady's voice. He said, and it scared me. He said, I heard it in my head. He said, I said, wait a minute. Here's my money here. I'll watch for the teacher. You go. I'm going to wait right here. His friend agreed and ran for the store to get the candy. Well, the teacher spied him out at the fence, and she came marching across the playground, hollering his name. What are you doing over there? As she approached the fence, the other little boy came running out of the store with the bag of candy and running towards the playground. And as he got close to the fence, he saw the teacher, and he started to slow down. She said, come on, come on, both of you guys. You're going to the principal's office right now. Come on through the fence. Oh, my goodness. Well, I got a call from the principal, and she was very encouraging. She said, you know, Mrs. Sneed, I know you're not happy to get this call, but I need to meet with you. Something happened at school. Your son's okay, but we just need to talk. So I went there, and I met with her, and of course she told me the story, and she had talked to both boys, and she said, Mrs. Sneed, I need to share something with you. I know you're not happy about this. She said, but there's one thing that's vitally important. She said, as I was talking to your son, he understood that what he did was wrong. She said, that's vitally important. She said, you know, the other little boy, I kept explaining to him why what he did was wrong, and he could not understand why what he did was the wrong choice. She said, it is so important. Your son knows right from wrong, and that's very important. Oh, my goodness. I want to tell you that before we call... God answers. When a child of God calls, he's listening. He listens and he answers prayer. But before I called, he had already answered. That's what happens when we keep an intimate relationship with God. The power is yours. Will you use your jurisdictional rights? God has given you authority, but it must be acted upon. Take confidence in the word of God. Do you know so many things could have happened that day? Both of those boys could have went through the fence. Both of them could have been taken and nobody ever known what happened or what took place. But I want to tell you that when you pray, something happens in the spirit realm. And if you call on God to release the heavenly host, the angels 
are released and they are on duty to help those and protect those whom you are praying for. Psalms 91, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Having an intimate relationship with him is dwelling there. This power is given only unto you, child of God. Jurisdictional rights through the blood of Jesus. No one else has it. Get ready. The church is rising up. I hear the spirit of the Lord saying, prepare ye the way for the coming of the Lord. We are going to see authority through prayer in the last days as we have never seen before. I am here to encourage you today to take you to the threshold of a new dimension. Won't you step in? Because the power is yours. The power of God moves through relationship. Now watch what Jeremiah did. God wants to take you to a new place today. Jeremiah cried out to God with tears for the people, desperate tears. He wept over the people. He spoke to God about the sins of the people as he interceded. And he desperately requested that he not shun them. Then he makes his request and he drew God into his prayer. Remember, God has needs. God always wants to receive the glory. He always wants his glorious name to remain glorious in the sight of the nation and in all nations. Jeremiah knew this, so he prayed this way. Jeremiah fourteen seven. Although our sins testify against us, do something, Lord, for the sake of your name. For we have often rebelled and have sinned. Against you. Oh my goodness, who is going to cry out for your nation that way? Jeremiah then reminded God in the past how he had delivered Israel. He said, You are the hope of Israel, its Savior in times of distress. Jeremiah 14 8. Have we considered praying for our nation this way? Wow. Jeremiah is a prayer warrior. Then Jeremiah shows God how much they needed. And he requested rain. Jeremiah fourteen twenty two. Are there any among the vanities of the Gentiles that can cause rain or the heavens give showers? Are not thou he, O Lord God? Therefore, we will wait upon thee, for thou hast made all these things. He shows God we need you. Can we create rain? Can any among us? And he cries out to God in the need for rain to fall upon them. God placed his word in Jeremiah's mouth and he used him for great intercession for the nation. That's what God is after right now. Warriors to come to him to cry out about sin in their nation, seeking him regarding evil, stealing, lying, murder, sexual immorality. By praying this way, you will destroy strongholds. God will give you revelation prayer. This will bring people to repentance. Souls will be saved and the restoration of almighty God in the nation through prayer will take place. The power is yours. Here's what we must do. Approach God with clean hands and a pure heart. David said, purge me with hyssop 
and I will be clean. Wash me, and I will be whiter than snow. You know, I went to my mother's home not too many weeks ago, and you probably heard me tell this story before. And there she was in front of the television, just weeping. You know, my mother is, she's elderly, but she's in her right mind. I'm telling you, her mind is sharp as a tack, okay? And my mother's a strong person. And to see her just sitting in front of the TV weeping, and I walked in, I said, Mother, I said, what's wrong? What, what's going on? Why, why are you crying like that? It was just breaking my heart. She said, Valerie, I, I just can't take it anymore. I can't. I said, can't take what? She said, I can't take what I'm seeing. I said, what are you seeing? She said, this violence on the news, the killing, the murder, the things that are happening with children, the hatred. I can't take the murder, the things that I'm seeing anymore. It wasn't like this years ago. And she said, I just can't take it. I said, mother, the Holy Spirit is laying on your heart, the spirit of an intercessor. He is laying on you a burden to pray for the people. He's laying on you a burden to pray for your city and for the nation. When he lays that burden upon someone and they are weeping and crying, they are full of the spirit of the Holy Ghost to intercede for the people. That is the power of the Holy Ghost that has fallen upon you. And it is your duty to intercede for those for whom your heart is aching for. That's why you're grieving so hard. And she stopped crying. She said, is that what it is? I said, absolutely. It's the Holy Spirit laying an anointing of prayer upon you. And when you go to the Lord and pray, he is going to intervene. The Holy Spirit is going to intervene through you. And the prayers will be answered. When the Holy Spirit intervenes, the prayers are answered 100% of the time. That's what we must do. Approach God with clean hands and a pure heart. David said, purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Ask God, put a prayer anointing upon my life. Lord, give me the spirit of prayer. Don't go to the Lord trying to weep for the sins of people. If God hasn't put that burden on you, Ask him, Lord, give me the burden of prayer to pray for the nation that I may pray powerful prayers, prayers that uproot, prayers that tear down, prayers that plant and build up. And God will use you as a mighty intercessor in the final days of the coming of Christ. You will destroy strongholds in your family, drug addiction, sexual immorality in the community. In the nation, God will use you to do powerful things. There will be lands that some of us will never visit. Our feet will never touch that soil. But prayer has no limitations. Your prayers will go in foreign nations. Your prayers will touch foreign soil. Ask God to give you the spirit of prayer. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. He will intervene when you pray. The great intercessor will teach you prayer. I can point the direction, but the Holy Spirit is the teacher. He will call all things to your remembrance. He will lay a burden on you to pray for prisoners. He'll lay a burden on you to pray for those that are hungry. He'll lay a burden on you to pray pray for those that are in sexual sin and immorality. He'll lay a burden on you for racism. He'll lay a burden on you for abortions and blood to shed. He'll lay a burden on you when you see gun violence and unnecessary blood shed in the nation. He'll lay a burden on your heart. 
Your prayers will be so powerful and you will intervene with the spirit of the Lord. September and October, we take a time of fasting and praying in this ministry. We use Isaiah 58. This passage outlines fasting in a powerful way. The formula is so powerful. It explains why we fast, what our attitude is to be when we fast. I'm talking about Isaiah 58, that chapter of the Bible in the Old Testament. It is so clear about fasting. You will understand in a new way as never before. Now, there is a formula. Fast, repent, and contrition. For the sake of time, I will touch on only one of these. Contrition in Isaiah fifty-seven fifteen. I will dwell in the high and holy place with him. Also, this is of a contrite and a humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. He said he will dwell with us if we have a contrite and humble spirit. Contrition means we are sorrowful deeply for our sin. We can go forth and say that it also means being crushed. This is truly acknowledging sin before God and it frees the heart. It cleanses the path. Then the prayers greatly move things in the spirit realm. This is a master key to prayer. Contrition is oftentimes left off and fasting and praying. The Holy Spirit is the great teacher. He is the great intercessor. If you invite him when you pray, your prayers will be strong. You will receive revelation and prophecy will come forth. You will destroy works of darkness. Children will be set free from drug addiction. Strongholds will be demolished. Poverty and lack will disappear. Souls, souls, souls. Salvation through your prayer will take place in the lives. There are millions of people who have never heard the name Jesus Christ right now in the day that we live. Your prayers will go to foreign nation. Your prayers have no limitation on the dimensions that it can travel to. Your prayers will cross the oceans and continents of the world. Your prayers will intervene for those in unspeakable poverty and unspeakable circumstances that are too dreadful for our heart to even know about. But your prayers will touch their lives and set them free from their circumstances. From right where you are in your nation, just a handful of people can change a nation and revival can break out from one border to another. God wants those with a contrite spirit, those who are willing to go to him with a heart full of contrition, They are deeply sorrowful for their own sin. When we pray, when we fast and we repent and we go into contrition, our soul is humbled before God. The spirit that is humble before God, that is broken and sorrowful for its own sin, becomes cleansed, becomes cleansed by the blood of Jesus. And that soul's prayers are powerful. The sick are healed. Those in desperate situations are set free. Prayers are answered. Pain leaves the body when they're prayed for. Those are prayers that are so powerful, they pierce the darkness and strongholds are pulled down. So many are delivered, but that's a master key 
to prayer. Remember that when you go to the Lord in prayer, we're asking for three things. Lord, give me your presence that when I pray for the people, that your presence surrounds them as I pray. And they know that you are real and that your power is glorious because your presence is evident. Lord, give me your righteousness that the decisions that I make are fair and just. And Lord, give me your peace that surpasses all understanding through Christ Jesus. Lord, give me the spirit of prayer. God's raising up a mighty army for the end times. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org.